simple fact of the matter is, is there's the anticipation of the way things go and I obviously as a head coach did not do a good enough job of uh, getting this offense ready to go to be able to play and win a football game. It's Hogan Johns. Fields pressure in his face, slips down and he's sacked again. They're coming, Fields is in trouble, racing away, he's sacked again. Miles Garrett, Garrett almost got him again and now Clowney will. The Browns have from NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Ho. Hey, we've got a problem here. Wow, wow, wow. Houston, we have a problem. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Whoa. This was truly unfreaking believable. It's The Adams. Uh, it starts with me, it ends with me, and uh, it's as simple as that. Hogan Johns. The Adams converge. Let's begin now. What's up? Welcome in. Holy crap. One passing yard for the Chicago Bears. We just witnessed this. I swear, Johns, we've done so many post-games episodes over the years. I keep thinking we have these games where, like, it'll never be worse than this. It's worse than that. Um, I can't remember the worst offensive performance. With like, there, there's been bad teams we've covered, like some, some really bad quarterbacks, yes. bad skills players. Like we saw Matt freaking Barkley throwing to like Josh Bellamy. Mm-hmm. This is Justin Fields throwing to Al Robinson. So the context here needs to be important, but th- this was abysmal. Like there was the Jimmy Clausen game in Seattle. It's Jimmy Clausen. But that was like <laughs> technically even better than this, and they were trying to be bad in that game. Yeah. I mean, John Fox basically punted on that game. He's like, oh, we're good. We'll go back home. This is a loss. <laughs> they were trying to be good today against the Cleveland Browns behind us. If you're watching on YouTube, which you can find the YouTube channel, we are here in Cleveland at First Energy Stadium breaking down this loss. Holy moly, 26-6. I yep. prefer your holy crap. Holy crap. Holy lots of That was things. a bunch of crap. <laughs> it was crap. It, uh, I can't even, I can't even, uh, well, we're going to get into it. Follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Uh, and uh, we're, you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. You can watch us on YouTube. So many different ways to find us. And you can read our post-game reaction up on NBCSportsChicago.com. For me, TheAthletic.com slash Hogan Johns for Adam Johns and Kevin Fishbane. And all your guys' coverage from here in Cleveland. Always good stuff. So, Look, I'm just gonna let's just dive into this. I, I can't. And weirdly, I'm saying this. I can't wait to watch the tape. As bad as that was, because I really want to see more of what maybe Justin Fields could have done better. Because my first reaction is, I don't know what he could have done better. They put him in such a crappy situation, and I'm trying to be nice about this. He no, had, I don't even bother. Get he had in. no chance to succeed. They gave him no chance to succeed. And if I am upper management for the Chicago Bears, I have serious questions about the situation that Justin Fields is in right now because nobody matters more in the entire organization than number one. And it is just completely unacceptable to have a game plan like the Bears had today for their rookie quarterback. Yeah, you know, the NFL is a week-to-week league. We we hear this all the time. I think that's probably going to be a message that you hear repeatedly at Hallis Hall in the next few days. Detroit Lions, they can fix a lot of things with the Detroit Lions, even though, did you see how that game ended, by the way? I did, 16. because I had the Ravens as my survivor pick this Whoa. week. 
Whoa. So living on Thank the you, edge. Justin Tucker. Living, yeah. on the, <laughs> living on the crossbar. Yeah. Justin <laughs> Tucker, owe you a steak or a beer or something. Yeah. But, but, but my point here, yeah, something. But my point here is, like, the weeks can't be this bad. Like, it, it just can't get this low. Like, it Well, this better stay, be the low. Yeah, this has to be, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Again, like, we've seen Matt Barkley move the freaking ball. Yep. You know, with yeah. Dow Loggins as his offensive coordinator, Josh Bellamy, Deontay Thompson as his wide receivers. This offense had the potential to be better. I know they got problems at tackle, but just given that context, like I was thinking that the entire game, we've seen some bad quarterbacks move the ball against some pretty good teams. This is your first round pick. I get that there's some growing pains, but that game plan they had for him was awful. There was no adjustments, there was nothing. This was Miles Garrett after the game. It kind of came to us easily after the second possession and kind of figured out what they were going to do and how we were going to adjust to that. I read that as the Browns probably, like the rest of us, thought that the Bears would get Justin Fields on the move more. Out of the pocket, boots, play action, things that could help him split the field in half. And so I think the only adjustment the Browns had to make, if I'm reading that quote from Miles Garrett correctly, is that they made it easier on them. They're like, no, let's just keep them in the pocket with five-man protection and our garbage offensive line. And so if you're Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, you're like, oh, this is great. So your only adjustment is like, okay, let's go get them. Yeah. And then meanwhile, the Bears made no adjustments. The only adjustment I saw at any point was they tried to do a little no huddle in the third quarter after halftime. <laughs> and <laughs> that didn't work! You, you know what you need? You know what you yeah. need to yeah. do no I huddle? Yeah. You need completions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they tried the quick passing game, and, and it was too late. I mean, they were sitting in routes, you know. It was everything. That's, that's when you just sat on, oh. like, the 10-yard routes. Again, everything started becoming underneath, but the defensive backs, linebackers, they all sat on it. Um, they were ready for it. The Browns just seemed ready for it. And... I think by that point, they knew they had the game went off, went off the edges. Like Jason Peters and Jermaine Effetti could not handle those guys one-on-one. Um, they didn't have the, man, the manpower to, to even help them, although that's a kind of a coaching you know, personnel decision there. But, yeah, the, the entire off – like if Justin Fields looked overwhelmed today, like I think it's, it's, it's a reflection you have his you know, poor you – know, it's, it's his inexperience. It's the growing pains he has to get through. But it's also – I called it an organizational failure. Yeah. in my column today or whenever you're reading it that's what i called it it's because it, well it's the personnel decisions that result in the offensive offensive line it's Nagy's poor game plan it's his poor decision making it's his poor play calling and it's just like it's all the coaches included all the guys that have the input in the game plan too like that's an organizational failure to me you look taller today for some reason. <laughs> you're calling me out did you grow <laughs> did you grow or something yes i did um isn't that incredibly worrisome, though? Because I just keep thinking, I keep thinking, like, there's, there's no way the Bears can blow this with Justin yeah, Fields. Yeah. But yet we know their history. We know their track record with quarterbacks. And it's got to be in the back of everyone's mind who ever watches this team that how are the Bears going to screw up Justin Fields? Because they just do. And, and so. Because they just do. <laughs> now they're doing it. Now, okay, so here's the thing. Is it, and I put this in my call. Is this an overreaction to one game? To me, it doesn't feel like an overreaction to one game because it's not Matt Nagy's first game. Yeah. It's not it's his first game with field, but these are all problems yeah, we've yeah. seen over the years that are now it's just a different quarterback. And the thing that I think is most frustrating is 
we know the Bears are capable of adjusting their scheme to help both a young cornerback and a suspect offensive line yeah. because we've seen them do it. They did it last year at the end of the season when Bill Lazor was calling the plays. At least we think he was for the most part. Yeah. But they did do a lot of that stuff we were just talking about with Mitch Trubisky last year. They can do that with Justin yeah. Fields. And I just don't understand how it wasn't out there today at all, like not even a little bit. They have to start, and this would be my message to Matt Nagy. Like, and these are crucial times for him, I really feel like. Because as I said before, Justin Fields is too important to mess up. And if they do, then I don't know how you keep your job. Yeah. And no offensive coordinator would still be hired four years into this thing with the results that we've seen. And technically, he fired himself last year and then rehired himself as the offensive coordinator this year. So... My message to him is you have to start putting Justin Fields ahead of your scheme. Forget the offense. Like, you have to do things that are for Justin Fields or this thing just isn't going to work. Well, this scheme doesn't work. Let's, let's be yeah. clear about that. The scheme doesn't work. We, we, we've seen three years of this. It transcends. It's another thing I put on my column today. It transcends quarterback. From Trubisky to Foles, who was supposed to be the answer, not Justin Fields. Again, it's a small sample size. See what happens against the Lions, but in terms of your question, like, can you overreact to this? Well, it's the NFL; that happens all the time. But when your quarterback get hit, gets sacked nine times, mm -hmm. hit more times than that, has to get X-rays on his throwing hand after the game. Yep. Throwing hand. Yes, you can overreact because that is an awful performance. Like, what were the the yardages today? Like, what was the net yards? It was like four hundred and eighteen to forty-seven. Yeah. That's, those yeah, are yeah. real numbers. Yeah, you can react to that. Yeah, and I think yeah, David Montgomery yeah. had 46 of the 47 yeah, yards. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can I say something? Can we give the defense some credit for keeping this close? Sure. Yeah, Eddie Jackson and Deion Bush whiffed on that tackle, their tackle attempts on Kareem Hunt's touchdown. But keeping this game close was something for a while. It, it really was because they were just getting outworked for an extended period of this time just in terms of what their offense was giving them. They were on, the defense was on the field for 78 Please. Yeah, like I don't. Good. I would be livid if I was a defensive player right now. And they all, the guys we talked to after the game, uh, Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, they handled it very professionally and say, "Well, we just get paid to play defense, and we got to do our job, and we still gave up 26 points." But come on, you know, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think it's fair to say the defense gave up 26 points because the offense was responsible. It, for it, it was almost impressive that it was a one-score game for as long as it was. Mm -hmm. as, as long as it was. You know, eventually, like, you almost saw that Kareem Hunt touchdown run coming. Yeah, you don't want Eddie Jackson lowering his head and basically running out of bounds. That's not good. But you saw them wearing down. I know yeah. what Roquan Smith was saying, but you saw them wearing down. Like you said, 78 plays. It was bound to happen. Yeah. E even the Austin Hooper touchdown, bound to happen because they were on the field for an elongated period of time. I want to call myself out for something I've changed my mind on since the moment it happened. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. The fourth and two. Oh, I oh yeah, I asked I, him about I, this. Yeah. I defended the decision to kick the field goal because if you have the opportunity to make it a one-score game, I think nine times out of ten you got to do that. And I also had zero faith that they were going to convert the fourth and yeah. two based on what we had seen. The only reason they were down in there in that position was because of an awful pass interference call. So I'm thinking they have really no chance to convert the fourth down. You take the points. It's a one-score game. And quite frankly, you got to hope your defense like gets a pick six or something. But, and that's your best path to win. 
that still may have been their best path to win. However, if anytime you settle for a field goal, it feels like a loss for the offense. So you don't really get any momentum out of it. If you score a touchdown there, maybe the vibes oh, yeah. change yeah. a little bit. Maybe Justin makes a great play with his leg, scores, whatever, and, and that gets some juice going for the offense. I doubt it would have been enough, but in hindsight, now looking at that, I think that that probably would have been a better strategy and hope than how yeah, it It's an out. opportunity to give your, your young quarterback a vote of confidence. Like, yeah. And this is the guy you had traded up for and drafted with the 11th overall pick. He's a pretty darn good football player. You know, like, hey, kid, go get it. Yeah. You know, go show us something. But no, like, I, I specifically asked Matt Nagy about this because Justin Fields lingered on that field. He wanted to go for it. Like, we saw Chris Tabor, your special teams guy, holding up his specialist for a while. Took Nagy a, a few seconds longer than you would expect for him to make that decision. But, like, I didn't like that at all. In, in the moment, that was as close as they had been to scoring a touchdown. Yeah. You know, even if it's just a bad, sweet play to David Montgomery, whatever, like, at least. Give your offense a fighting chance. You know, I, I don't like it. I thought it was throwing in the towel a little bit. I'm also kind of glad we didn't have to see what the play call would have been. <laughs> I, I, I'm old enough to remember when the third down play call early in the game was, like, the biggest problem, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, now yeah. it doesn't seem like any – you know right, what I'm talking right. about? Oh, like yeah, the yeah. weird play call on third down that yeah. they had that was a disaster. But like, that turned out to be, like, the, the number 20 on the list yeah, of problems yeah. from this game. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual men's wear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Roan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, and works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Roan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Today, you know what I have to take back? Um, if Jadavian Clowney can play against Jermaine Fetty every week, um, I think he could sack the quarterback <laughs> quite a few times. That first pass, that first pass, first rush he had, inside move, easily got by a Fetty, um, who had his third false start, by the way. Like the only time they get offensive momentum going. Another false start by that 31, guy. 31, they yeah, get a you, false you start. You cannot have that. Just, not have that. He was horrible. Jason Peters was not good. I thought Peters played well last week. I don't even need to see the tape. They were not. They were not good as a as a unit, especially the tackles. Struggled, and boy, Miles Garrett's fast. Yeah, because yeah. there was a couple times where he was right on Justin. Just Fields, like yeah. he was outrunning Justin Fields. Now Fields wasn't, you know, running his four yeah. four speed because he was, you know, just trying to scramble. And Miles Garrett was going one hundred percent. But man, he is a. But this is where the adjustments come into play again. 
and there were none. Give those guys some help. You have a 39-year-old left tackle who was fishing like four weeks ago. Uh, I, the guy was on a boat. You see my tweet? Yeah. Uh-oh. Never yeah. forget that his reaction when yeah. Juan Castillo called him was, uh-oh. Well, I felt that way watching him. I was like, coming off the edge. Like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Like, how many times did you see Justin Fields on the turf? Like, like some of those tackles of him were, were awkward. Yeah. You know, where he gets twisted a bit. You're just like, oh, no. Like... There Bears cannot have this. Like you, you got to get up. And again, he got his hand X-rayed after the game. They're very fortunate that he yeah. it, a dinged hand was all it was. Yeah, yeah. very fortunate. And you, sometimes I get a little worried because like, okay, X-rays could be negative, but how bad is it? Does he need an MRI? Or yeah, something torn? Are we gonna find well, out if it's I, swollen in the morning? Sounds morning. like he's okay. He had no, he didn't have it wrapped or anything when he was in there uh, in the press conference room, but. I mean, quite frankly, you're lucky that that's all it was. Yeah. And you're also lucky that you have the Detroit Lions next week. Yeah. Yeah. At home. <laughs> because you need some – I mean, th- this is a really hard schedule, but the easiest game on the schedule could not come at a better time for this team. Now they just better hope they don't lose it. Because now if you lose to the Lions next week, oh, man. Oh, they're into to some problems there. Yeah. And um, I want to ask you the question. Do you think if this continues, like if he struggles, if Justin Fields struggles like this, and Matt Nagy doesn't adjust, there's no answers, and Andy Dalton can play in Las Vegas, would you be surprised if he goes back to the Redhead? No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think I and and I think that that's. I said I, that with such a somber tone. No, I know, <laughs> but I think they really do want to play Andy. Yeah. But again, I go back to I I. I I could accept that if there was legitimate stuff that I could see that was like, oh, Justin's not ready. I don't, I, I don't know yet. I, I yeah. didn't feel that way about this game. Sometimes Miles Garrett was just so fast on his back that I, I, I don't know what's going what on. I, what is yeah. he supposed to do? You're not helping him at all. Um, and they did a good job of collapsing inside the pocket as well, so he couldn't step up. Would, would, would anything have been different with Andy Dalton today? No. Nah, nah. I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I guess we'll never know, but I, I find that to be a hard argument. And quite frankly, at least the one good thing is I, I, I'm glad that Nagy didn't really put much on fields after the game. I mean, he seemed to really accept responsibility, which was the right thing for him to do. But we're also at the point where enough of the words, man. Like, you, 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 you are way too far into this thing to have these offensive results. So taking the blame. It's all nice and all. We, we've covered those seasons before. And we all know how it ends. When the coaches start taking the blame for loss after loss after loss, and it doesn't end well. When, when it's Fox didn't over. do it much. No, Fox didn't do it. You know, it's all a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's two things I want to ask you about because they're floating around in social media. Okay. Is Jimmy Graham liking that, was it CBS Sports tweet about the one rushing yard, whatever the Bears had today? Um, obviously, I think Kevin Fishbane, my colleague, only had Jimmy Graham for uh, six snaps today. Six or seven snaps. Today. I so don't I, understand why he's on the team. Yeah. If he's playing that little? I, taking up that much salary cap space? I defended keeping him around, but that was under the impression that you were going to play him. Yeah. What are you paying him if you're not playing him? Yeah. It makes zero sense to me. You could have put the money somewhere else, cornerback, tackle, something. It, yeah. I, I, that is a mind-boggling development through three weeks. I, I just think when you have like pretty good tight ends, at least we think so, like, Jimmy Graham's past his prime, but he can still get open. He can still fight for a ball, right? Like, they're your quarterback's best friends, tight ends. Mm-hmm. They can help you over the middle. They can get you quick completions. They can help you find the rhythm. Cole Komet had one catch in, what, four targets? Cole Komet's starting to worry me a little bit, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem open. 
doesn't seem to be able to make tough catches. It's early, but and I was actually feeling really good about him coming out of last season, but it's not been a good start to the season for the tight ends, yeah. him included, and that's concerning because he's jump, making this jump into year two. Um, you know what, though? It's not just the tight ends. I That was another one of my observations. I didn't see any receivers open today, really. Like There's got to be some ownership for that, too. It seemed like every time... Now, Justin wasn't great. He wasn't accurate on some of his throws, but... He was also running for his life on almost every single one, and he's throwing in. It seemed like he was always throwing in the tight window. Yeah, too. Yeah. It, it, like what wide open throw did he have today? Maybe the one to to Mooney when he scrambled. It was the play after the play where he got the pass interference penalty. Oh, yeah. I think he was actually targeting Allen Robinson. I don't think he saw Mooney to the very end, at least. Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. That separation just just isn't there. The type of separation you see from other teams, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the story of the Bears. And you have all these fast guys he added. Marquise Goodwin, I'll, I'll go back to your point where you criticize the speed. You know, what's the point of having speed if you can't use it, right? They don't use it. Yeah. So uh, Marquise Goodwin barely played today. Demir Bird, did he play at all? Was he active? I didn't Pretty see Pretty sure him. he was active. Um, another thing. Um, did you see, because I know it's been sent to a few of us, the, the conversation of Andy Dalton and Nick Foles on the sideline? Now, it's I, hard to lip-read certain things yeah, there. Yeah, and I've seen things look When you – when someone quotes something that's being – Lip bread. Lip bread. It can make it look like that's what they're saying. Yeah. Like your mind can play. I don't know if that's what he said or not. But also, what did he say? Our offense is bad? Yeah. Or that's what Our offense isn't working. The offense, offense isn't working. Is working. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not. I, yeah. I don't care about that at all. Yeah. I would hope that. Was he supposed to say, oh, the offense is working? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If he said something like, uh, this guy nagging, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like yeah. that. Okay, that would have been a little bit more damning. But him saying the offense is yeah, no kidding. The offense isn't working. I everybody on that sideline should have been. That's saying, a, that is my thought. I'm sure exactly. things were. I'm sure much worse things were being said <laughs> with many f words. I, I think the only point I would make off that for the people who want the sound, the alarm bells and whatnot is if performances like this happen again, where it's ugly and one side of the ball. It's like the same conversation yeah. we had last year. Nagy's ability to keep the locker room together, has probably been his strongest attribute as a head coach. By far his strongest ad- attribute because he's had some some testy seasons to, to get through. Mm-hmm. Another year of this with the rookie quarterback and the pressure he's probably feeling from above, like this is a whole nother, what, more choppy waters for him to navigate because this is a different animal. There's so many layers to it. I mean, even like an Allen Robinson, who's, I mean, he's not having – the numbers he needs to get a big contract. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so... I had this stat last week, and I know it's going to be even greater. There were 108 receivers with more... Or whatever. doesn't have to be receiver. 108 players in the NFL with more receiving yards than him after week two. And I'm sure it's more right oh, now. Probably more. Yeah. yeah. Whew. And if I was him, I'd probably want to get the hell out of here. Trade me. Right? Oh, man. All right. And uh, where the hell's Eddie Goldman? Who knows? No, that's another yeah, story. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know on that one. The Bears missed his Told you it was significant. Too. Told you. Yeah. Probably should have put him on IR then. Yeah. Another thing, like some of these decisions, it's like, what? I don't know. We're trying, guys. I don't know. Not good. Bears are one and two. At least they have the Lions next week. Thank God for the Lions. They are the Lions. We always say. Yeah. 
Uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read our post game stuff, it's all up. Plenty more to react to. NBCSportsChicago.com, TheAthletic.com, slash Hogan Johns, where you go to read Johnsy and the Fishman. And please subscribe if you're not already. Check us out on YouTube. You can see us here in the, uh, I think we're in Joni Ash Radio booth right now. We are. We are. Good spot. Not bad. That just made me feel bad for Joni. On the 50 yard line. Can you get him one touchdown to call? Right? Yeah. Get him one Justin Fields touchdown? Something. Oh, my goodness. Went to the White Sox game last night. They lost six to nothing. Good trip for you. It's been, a, it's been a rough trip to Cleveland. Oh, yeah, one today. I wanted to leave at halftime and walk over to the baseball game. Got to get a game back to the presser, right? I think just opportunity. All right, we'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. See ya.